You are listening to Daily Devotions with Pastor Robert Marsbach. We believe that these devotions will encourage and strengthen you. So tune in, connect, and be blessed. For any more information, please visit us online at lifechurchuk.org. Welcome to Life Devotions. Thank you for joining me today. Good servant is the title of this devotion. That is something that Jesus showed is what he is looking to be able to say to each and every one of us when we meet him. In Matthew 25, one of those phenomenal chapters, 24, 25 of Matthew, all those last few chapters of Matthew are so vital for today. But Jesus says in Matthew 25, verse 21, his Lord said to him, well done, good and faithful servant. You are faithful over a few things. I will make you ruler over many things. Enter into the joy of the Lord. It is the Lord's joy to be able to entrust you and me with greater responsibility. And I know out of experience myself that we go often through many years of preparation by being given a place of responsibility where we must be found faithful in the spirit by which we serve Jesus in the things that we're responsible for. I find the apostles, of course, a phenomenal example, but think about the apostle John. His journey was very different to that of Peter or Paul or James or Andrew or Bartholomew or some of the others. John, yes, was given the high honor to become the head of the family. And yes, he was related because his mother, Elizabeth, was the aunt of Mary. Okay, so Elizabeth's mother and Mary's mother were related. Were sisters, I think. Anna, I think, was the mother of Mary. And Anna was the sister of Elizabeth, something like that. But anyway, but Jesus did not ask the second brother. I think his name was James. Jesus had four brothers, James, Joseph, Jude, and Simon. Yeah, those were the four brothers of Jesus, the half-brothers, so to speak. But he didn't ask James to become the head of the family. He asked John. He said, John, behold your mother. Mother, behold your son. And the scripture says, from that day, John took Mary and the family into his home. And he took care of them until they passed away. John moved to Ephesus where he was a pastor for a season or supported the leadership team there. And that's also where Mary, uh, out of history, was buried in, in Ephesus. But that was not an easy task that Jesus gave John. Why? Because the four brothers did not believe in Jesus right away. That took quite some time for them to come to faith in Christ. But they were disdaining of him. They felt competitive. They felt threatened by him. There was that brotherly rivalry in their, in their nature towards Jesus. Jesus didn't have it towards them, but they had it towards him. But Jesus loved them and blessed them. 
and took care of them by giving them John to watch over them. And John took care of them a long time while he was supportive of Peter and others in the work of the ministry. But when you read the book of Acts, you see that Peter and John went to the temple. Peter and John did this and that. Peter and John. But it always was Peter as the spokesman, not John. So John was happy to fulfill what was given to him, the responsibility to care for the family on a day-to-day basis and whatever came along with that, and to stand alongside Peter. But let me ask you the question. Did the Lord give Peter more than John in his kingdom? Certainly not. If you've read the 21 chapters of the Gospel of John and his first letter, second letter, third letter, and the book of Revelation, and that he outlived all the other apostles who all were martyred except him, he died on the Patmos, a natural death when he was about 93. Isn't that amazing? That what the Lord had for John came to pass later in his life because he didn't write his letters until he was almost 90. So what God worked through John was different. He was in a preparatory time in the day-to-day responsibility. Believe God that where you are right now, in what responsibilities of life you have right now, you are learning to know Christ in you. You're learning to take on His nature daily by being forbearing and long-suffering and willing and sweet and serving and giving and forgiving and blessing and being happy right where you are now. And you're being prepared right where you are now. Believe this. Believe that the Lord is preparing you where you are right now. Be the good servant right where you are, right today. If you live by yourself, clean up the place you live in. Wash your sheets, wash your clothes, wash your body daily, take a bath daily or shower and keep yourself clean and presentable. Brush your teeth and and be presentable and love the people you meet right where you live. And go to church and read your Bible and pray every day and let the Lord give you opportunities to share His goodness in special ways as it comes to your hand to do so. So then you will see that as you are found faithful like John, the Lord will entrust you with greater things. I mean, what greater privilege for John than to write us the Gospel of John? What a phenomenal Gospel this. It stands out from the other Gospels. And what about his letters? And what about the book of Revelation? What a phenomenal responsibility was given to John to be able to be given that revelation of Jesus in his glorified, heavenly, holy life and to share that revelation concerning his works for the last days that we have entered. Let me go back a bit because I know that like John, we sometimes get a little bit impatient and want things to start happening earlier than what we're ready for. So let me read you here, because his mom, Saloma, came to Jesus and asked Jesus if John and James could sit alongside him in his heavenly kingdom. He was, she was asking for their position. 
So let's read here in Matthew 20, verse 20. The mother of Zebedee, so John and James' dad was called Zebedee, and their mom was called Saloma. Then the mother of Zebedee's sons came to him with her sons, kneeling down and asking something from him. And he said to her, what do you wish? And she said to him, grant that these two sons of mine may sit one on your right hand and the other on your left hand in your kingdom. And Jesus answered and said, you do not know what you ask. Are you able to drink the cup that I'm about to drink and to be baptized with the baptism that I am baptized with? And they said to him, we are able. And he said to them, you will indeed drink my cup and be baptized um, with the baptism that I am baptized with, but to sit on my right and on my left is not mine to give, but it is for those for whom it is prepared by my Father. And we know that James, quite in the beginning years of the Holy Spirit outpouring, was beheaded by Herod and died that gruesome death. And that John was boiled in oil in the Colosseum in Rome but could not die and did not die because the book of Revelation was not yet written. His task was not yet finished and he came out of that boiling oil alive to the amazement to the multitudes watch, watching him and many of whom many were saved by seeing this great sign and wonder. So yes, John suffered terrible uh, hardships as, as his brother James. They both were baptized with the baptism of Jesus. They both suffered horribly. They both drank the cup of other people's evil behavior. In other words, they had to endure the evil of other people's hearts like Jesus did when he was crucified. But their position in the kingdom was not for Jesus to give. It was for whom the Father prepared it. Let me get back to you to this point that I'm trying to make. Good servant is my point of the subject, but that as you are good servant, you're being prepared for the place that God has for you, whatever that may be. And as you have that sweet servant heart that you embrace all suffering as an opportunity to show forth the love and the life of your Savior, Jesus Christ, fair or unfair, just or unjust, you embrace every kind of suffering as an opportunity to show forth the love of the Savior. You will see that that is all contributing to a weight of glory, as Paul would talk about in 2 Corinthians 4.18, that you may enter upon all that he's prepared you for. Jesus then goes to say to his disciples, he says, you do not know what you ask. Are you able to drink the cup and so forth? 
You will indeed drink my cup and be baptized, but to sit at my right and left hand is for those for whom it is prepared. And when the ten other disciples heard it, they were greatly displeased with the two brothers. And Jesus called them to himself and said, You know that the rulers of the Gentiles lorded over them, and those who are great exercise authority over them. Yet it shall need not be so among you, but whoever desires to become great among you, let him be your servant. And whoever desires to be first among you, let him be your slave, just as the Son of Man did not come to be served, but to serve and to give his life a ransom for many. Why were the disciples so indignant? Because they felt, you're trying to take my place. You're trying to be ahead of me. You're trying to have more than me. Listen, dear friends, that part of our nature is is the demonic nature. It's the sin nature that competes and compares and feels threatened. And I know we can all suffer with it. I know we can. I've had it myself. But I tell you the truth, there is a beautiful, wonderful grace that comes from the self-sacrificial loving heart of Jesus that will free you from that feeling, that will free you from ever feeling threatened, that will free you from ever comparing yourself with another, that will free you from ever feeling superior to others or inferior to others. It will bring you to that sweet loving heart of the servant heart of Jesus. Oh, how he longs for you to be found faithful with a good servant heart on a day-to-day basis so that he can prepare you through his heart in you, through his mind in you, that servant heart of Jesus for greater responsibility so that you can be entrusted with greater works for the glory of his name. The Lord needs you. The Lord needs you. And the Lord wants to entrust you with much more. So keep embracing every opportunity to sweetly and patiently lay down your life to serve. This is the humility that Jesus Christ shows us. Let me read you something that came to my heart when I was preparing for this devotion. It's in 1 Samuel chapter 15. And there's an interesting statement here in verse 17. So Samuel said to Saul, who was the king before King David. So Samuel said to Saul, when you were little in your own eyes, were you not head of the tribes of Israel? And did not the Lord anoint you as king over Israel? Do you see what is needed for us to have that true spirit that God can entrust with greater responsibility? That we know, like the Apostle Paul would say, I can do nothing of myself. Or excuse me, as Jesus would say in John 5, 19, I can do nothing of myself. But my Father loves me and shows me all things that He does and he will show me greater things than these. Or as Paul would say, my sufficiency in 2 Corinthians 3 verse 4 is not of myself. It's what my Father works through me by, my spirit, by His Spirit. 
You see, that, I, that knowing I can do nothing, I can do nothing of myself, is that faithful, sweet, humble spirit of Jesus where you live by faith out of, in the re, rich resources of His ability, of His grace. Well, you don't say, well, I'm just not so good at vacuum. I'm not so good at doing the dishes. I'm not so good in having a sweet attitude and going to the store or putting out the rubbish. Come on. It is really missing the mark when we make excuses based on our inability. God never really asked anybody to do anything they were able to do. He always gave us always things to do that only we could do through Him. And I want to encourage you daily to practice that sweet servant heart of Jesus in laying down your life to serve sweetly with a good attitude, with a generous, willing heart. And as you are found faithful on a day-to-day basis at home and in your workplace and in every opportunity you have, the Lord will begin to entrust you with greater responsibility to represent Him and to show forth His grace and His goodness. And if it doesn't come right away, then don't forget. But perhaps what I was reading here out of 1 Samuel 15 verse 17 about King Saul, we sometimes need to be reminded of that sweet, humble heart that lays down his life to serve because we sometimes, if we've experienced some blessing and experienced some graces and powers, can be tempted to think more of ourselves than we ought to. And I pray that you don't need to every time go through another bout of intense suffering to again be reminded I can do nothing except through Him who strengthens me. I pray that you daily have a sweet nature in which you serve faithfully so that you don't have to every time go, go through another gigantic trial to be reminded of this nature that comes through Jesus, of His sweet self-sacrificial servant heart, but that you, you seek it yourself, you hunger for it, that you look for it in your daily serving, in your daily giving yourself. Now let me close with this statement. Let me close with this statement. Let me just read it to you. I, 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 you know what I love about the Father, that He remembers our failings not. It says in Psalm 103, He separates our failings away from us as far as the East is from the West. I'm so grateful that God is not keeping an account of your failings, but that He's cleared your account and He's washed it with the blood of His Son and He renews your strength to serve Him daily and not be timid about serving Him, but be willing and fervent in your love for the Lord. Listen to this, this is Hebrews 3 in closing. Holy brethren and partakers of the heavenly calling, consider the apostle and high priest of our confession, Jesus Christ, who was faithful to Him who appointed Him as Moses was also faithful in all of his house. For this one, Jesus, has been counted worthy of more glory than Moses inasmuch as he who built the house has more honor than the house. For every house is built by someone, but he who built all things is God. And Moses indeed was faithful 
in all his house as a servant for a testimony of those things which would be spoken afterwards. But Christ, as a son over his own house, whose house we are, if we hold fast the confidence of rejoicing firm until the end. And I know there's a bit too much in these few words to, to, to expound on it, but this point I do want to make in closing. We all know how Moses failed painfully when he hit the rock and was supposed to speak to it. And he hit the rock because he got so irritated with the thirst or the failings of the human nature of the people he had been given the privilege to serve. And we all, we all can sometimes get fed up with maintaining a sweet self-sacrificial servant heart, just like Moses. He got fed up with having to put up with their complaining and with their negative and nagging and, and pushing and pulling and always wanting more and always being unhappy with all they had. And he, and he got fed up with it. And he acted in that fed up spirit as he brought forth the water for the nourishment of renewing and refreshing. And because of that, at that time, he was not allowed to lead the people into the promised land because we know that had a greater reason it was not given to him who represented the law to lead us into the perfect fellowship of the Father, but that was given to Jesus who represented grace to lead us in and the fulfillment of the law. Jesus is the fulfillment of the law to bring about the grace of a new life that enables us to please the Father and live in communion with him. It was given to Jesus, not to Moses to lead us in. So that's the greater meaning. But even though Moses had failed, he had gotten fed up with laying down his life to serve and putting up with their complaining. The Lord renewed him and restored and remembered it not against him. But the Lord himself here in Hebrews 3 twice calls Moses faithful in all of his house. So don't think just because you haven't always been able to maintain that sweet spirit of laying down your life to serve. You haven't had that good servant heart consistently that the Lord's down on you. Shake off the frustration, shake off the irritation, renew your joy in the Lord and do all things as unto the Lord with a sweet spirit and without complaining. Keep laying down your life to sweetly serve and the Lord looks at you and he says to you today, good and faithful servant. Amen. Have a good day.